eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear, and it's somewhat of a somber podcast. Um, Not necessarily because of the result from Saturday night, but kind of just how it played out. Um, For those of you who may have missed it or are trying to block it out of your mind, uh, Jordan McLeod, Arizona's starting quarterback, clearly the best quarterback on the roster, uh, is out for the season. Jed Fish will likely announce this at his Monday presser, but sources indicate to me um, that it is a multiple injury in the leg. It is a knee injury. There's a possible ankle or leg injury involved. Um, away from the knee it is a very serious injury a lot of popping um, things like that I don't know if Jed Fish is going to get into specifics but he is 100% out for the season and really the big question is how long is he out would he be ready for uh, for the spring so you know it's it's a tough situation for a variety of reasons uh, I don't know if Arizona would have beaten UCLA had Jordan McLeod stayed in the game. Arizona was losing at that point. But I don't think there's any question that he is the best quarterback on this roster and that the chances of Arizona coming back were significantly better than with anyone else at quarterback on the entire roster. Uh, it, it's just the offense was moving. The team likes playing with him more. He's able to make the right reads. I mean, think about this. His biggest criticism for Oregon uh, was that he didn't throw the ball away. And then over 50% of his incompletions against UCLA was throwing the ball away. And there were a few times where, yeah, it was was maybe too quick. But you'd rather him throw the ball away too quickly than throw an interception or make a really bad decision. And so it took Arizona basically a week of film during a bye week for it to be able to fix a problem with McLeod. And if you're able to do that in a week, you know, Arizona, whatever the result of the UCLA game is, you watch the film and you assume that he's going to improve. And for all the criticism that Jed Fish has taken, um, he is he was right when he said that the, the main reason he was confident in naming McLeod the quarterback after the Oregon game is because he believed that McLeod would be able to continue to improve. And it's only a week or so later, and, and that was clear. Um, you know, Arizona, it, it, it was, it, it's interesting because, it, yes, Arizona had 16 points, but they had 
variety, numerous drives inside the UCLA 30 that basically came away empty. And when he wasn't at quarterback, Arizona wasn't even getting into opposing territory. And so the fact that it got into opposing territory is something to be optimistic about um, and was something that Arizona could build on no matter how that game ended. And now it's kind of back to square one. And square one is... uh, it's ugly. I mean, let's just be honest here. Uh, there's no reason to sugarcoat it. Jordan McLeod is far and away the best quarterback on Arizona's roster. I asked Jed Fish. I said, you know, figuring McLeod is out, which we kind of already knew, is Gunnar Cruz the quarterback? And, and he said yes. Didn't hesitate for a second. Gunnar Cruz is the number one quarterback on the roster. Now, if he plays poorly against Colorado, does he get benched? Does he continue? I don't know. Or is Jed Fish just saying, look, I, I looking back at it, I don't like the way I handled the first few games. Gunner Cruz, sink or swim as their quarterback. He's the guy that I believe um, that we can win with, or at least that I believe is uh, is the best option on the roster. What Jedfish isn't going to say is that there are no good options on the roster anymore. Uh, you know, Gunner Cruz. We've we've seen that movie. We've read that book. Uh, BYU played a very flat type of defense because it didn't know what to expect from Arizona's offense. Um, and then the book is out after that. San Diego State pressured Cruz. He's and he struggled in a very big way. Uh, you know, we we saw his struggles during fall camp. And that is that he hangs on to the ball way too much because he is afraid to make any sort of mistake. And I I'm, I'm I I don't want to sit here and just like destroy the kid, but I don't think I've seen a quarterback, or I'd have to really think about it, that is afraid to throw the ball. That's your job. And when you watch Gunnar Cruz, he legitimately looks like he's afraid to throw the ball. Uh, You know, he went in the the UCLA game. He didn't want to throw it. He took a sack right away. The screen pass, he was hesitating to throw that, and he bounced the screen pass. Um, You just can't do it. Like, he was scared to make any type of mistake. And, And you can't be like that. Meanwhile, Will Plummer is the complete opposite. He's not scared of making any mistakes to the point where he just throws the ball up and <laughs> expects, uh, you know, whatever happens, happens. And he throws picks and he has trouble reading opposing defenses. And so people ask me who I think the best option is. And I don't think either of them are a good option. But when you're Jed Fish, you're choosing the following. You have Gunnar Cruz, who isn't going to really move the offense very much in the passing game but probably isn't going to throw interceptions and cost you in that regard. Or you have Will Plummer, who may have an explosive play or two, but he also might have as many or more interceptions. Um, and, I, and then, you know, you could also say, hey, look, Will Plummer lost the game to NAU. You know, just played awful that game. And when you lose to NAU, it's really hard to put you back at quarterback. You know, it's just, it's, it's very difficult to say, you know what, you lost to NAU, you played like crap, Go out there and win a Pac-12 game. Uh, at least Gunner had the BYU game to build off. I'm sure Jed's going to try to flip that on the presser and say, look, you know, he played well against BYU. We've practiced, you know, J- Jordan McLeod threw five picks against Oregon, looked great against UCLA, and Gunner's had time to watch film and practice, et cetera, et cetera, and get the reps and all that. I don't think there's a right decision. Like, I don't think Arizona's going to have a quarterback come out against Colorado on Saturday or whoever it is following Colorado and throw for 300 yards, and Arizona dominates the air. The recipe for offensive success is pretty simple from here on out. Run the ball, use three backs, you know, whether it's 
uh, Michael Wiley, Drake Anderson, Rocker, um, you know, Jalen John, whoever, use three backs, run the ball as much as possible, and basically go full, you know, screen pass, little slants, etc. And make, you know, it basically trust your playmakers to be able to make plays. Is it going to work? Probably not. Can it work against Colorado? Yes. And this is where I'm really curious to see how it impacts the defense as well. Because if you're Arizona's defense, the only way Arizona is going to win a game this season is if that defense starts forcing turnovers. And so like this Saturday, and I'll talk about Colorado more um, later this week, but like this Saturday against Colorado, Colorado does not have a good quarterback. You can make an argument Colorado's offense is as bad, if not worse, than Arizona's. And I know that sounds like blasphemy, but it really is true. Colorado's offense is bad. So if you're Don Brown going against a freshman quarterback, you're probably saying, man, let's just attack this guy and try to force the turnover, play the run game, control the clock, etc. Similar to the Oregon game, where Arizona basically tried to stay on the field the entire game. And, you know, if it sort of worked against Oregon, maybe it works against the Colorado, the Cals of the world. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out because I just can't see a situation where Arizona comes out and goes, oh, Gunner Cruz is that quarterback. Let's start throwing 40 times. It just doesn't make sense. And even if, you know, Arizona's run game only averaged like three yards a carry, but it was good enough against UCLA. And I think moving forward, you'll see a situation where the coaching staff basically says, you know what? It's good enough. We can't win this game in the air. Go get us some turnovers and sacks. Get us field position. And let's see what we can do. But... I mean, it's just, it is, I texted a friend, I said, this is so Arizona. And, it, and, and that's the difference. You know, when, when teams are on a losing streak, it's, it's so difficult to break that mentality. And imagine you're an Arizona player where you think you finally have the guy. And in my opinion, I, I wasn't going to hesitate at all. Arizona was beating Colorado with Jordan McLeod. Now I, I don't know. Colorado opened up as a five, six point favorite. Uh, I still think that's a lot. I don't think Colorado is very good, but I get it. Because, you know, the over-under is 43.5, which basically is saying neither team can score. Uh, and they're probably right. Uh, I mean, there's just not going to be any offense in this game. And if there is, got to assume it's coming from Colorado's side. But you're an Arizona player. You finally get some optimism. And then you see your teammate, the best quarterback on the roster, the hope for the offense, go down with just a brutal leg injury. I mean, the, the morale might be the most important thing in all of this right now. And Jed Fish has been very good at this. But... You have a team that is on the longest losing streak in the country and just lost its starting quarterback. And eventually you got to start wondering if that team's going to start to kind of not necessarily turn on itself, but be like, you know, are we ever going to win a game? Especially those older guys. Like eventually they're like, are we ever going to win a game? Or the younger guys are thinking, you know, did I make the right choice? Something like that. And the Arizona coaching staff has done a very nice job of, of keeping the internal issues uh, to a minimum, I, I can say that I heard much, much, much more internal issues during the last year of Kevin Sumlin than anything this season. Um, it's been very little. And so that is an issue. And, and, and you know, just keeping the team focused. You, it, at the end of the day, the players wanted Jordan McLeod and they got him for a game in a half. I mean, you know, two games total, pretty much. Any of you, you know, the half of the UCLA game and all of Oregon. And now you got to kind of turn that around and tell this team, look, we can beat Colorado, and they can't. Let's not make Colorado out to be a juggernaut just because Arizona is not a good football team. Uh, Colorado is what it is. This is the UMass-UConn game of last week. Uh, this is the worst football game <laughs> of the weekend, and uh, 
It's going to be fun. I don't know how many of you guys will watch sober, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, but it's just a, you know, it's a brutal situation. Um, the UCLA game as a whole is difficult to recap because of the McLeod injury. I mean, that just, it, you know, part of the pundit clouds everything. Um, you know, it, it just, it, the defense played well enough. It didn't stop the run, but it completely shut down any type of passing game to the point where you, you know, UCLA only attempted like 19 passes and it was still too many. There was no reason to ever throw the ball. Uh, they sold out for the pass and, and really they sold out for the quarterback run game to the point where um, I wonder if it, they did it too much, but I get it. At the end of the day, they lit up 300 rushing yards, but you know, you can make the argument that with McLeod, that game slows down and you know, UCLA doesn't score as many points as it did, or who knows what happens. I know if Arizona is able to keep the ball in the red zone and UCLA goes to the air a little bit more because Arizona put up some more points than it did, who knows what happens. Um, so it's it's difficult to get too mad at the defense for that game, especially, you know, shout out to Traden Stukes. You know, he's not going to get attention, but walk on corner, um, barely let up any completed passes. You know, yes, there weren't a lot attempted, but... Uh, played really well in the absence of Isaiah Rutherford, who's expected to be back this weekend. Difficult position. Arizona had to shift some things defensively because of that with the nickel and, and all that. But, you know, it is it is a, a difficult situation for Arizona, and they're at a crossroads. And I know that's stupid to say maybe for some because of the losing streak, but uh, this is a big, big game this weekend. Again, we're going to talk about it, but it, it's just it feels like one of those games where if it goes the wrong way, Things could get ugly internally and all that. I could be wrong. I mean, this isn't, again, this isn't Kevin Sumlin or whatever it may be. Jed Fish may be able to, to handle this stuff, but uh, it's an important week of practice um, for sure. So Monday, uh, Jed Fish is going to have his presser. We'll have another podcast after that. We'll preview the Colorado game later in the week, and we'll do another podcast, actually basketball, with the, uh, the preseason predictions. I actually got a vote this year, and so I will reveal... Uh, what I voted for, who I voted for, and all that. I'll make some people mad, Arizona fans, other fans. Uh, it's generally what I like to do. But <laughs> with uh, with that being said, I appreciate you guys for joining me once again. Uh, shout out to Jordan McLeod. Uh, I know we cover the Arizona program and neutral and all that crap, but uh, at the end of the day, these are kids, and he's a great, great, great kid. Was a great interview the week of. Had a great perspective on things, and... Uh, Shout out to him and his recovery. It's just, it's it's brutal to see, but uh, he definitely mentally will, will very likely have the right approach. So once again, I'm Jason Shear. This is the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. Appreciate you guys for joining me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.